Hey guys, welcome to Pressing On. We are back. It is, what month is it? Mm, I don't know. It's like one of those in-betweens. Yeah. I don't think it counts. May doesn't count. So yeah, May doesn't count. Well, the first thing I want to talk about this morning is one of my favorite podcasts I listen to is called The Holy Post. They were talking about something that uh, was really intriguing to me. It was very scientific. It's it's really deep. Um, it's so. This is the question: Who has bigger poop, King Kong or Godzilla? So, Chris, Chris, what what do you think? Just uh, off the cuff, I, I'm going with Godzilla. Godzilla, he, he gotta be. Gotta okay. Be. Pretty sure I had this discussion in like second grade on the <laughs> playground, and it got heated. It got it was serious. What was your take? <laughs> Whose side did you go on? Oh, I, I snitched on everyone. <laughs> so they're doing potty talk. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was never a tattletale. Well, do you know a gorilla poops every time he poops? It's a pound and a half of poop. Really? Yeah. So, and imagine surprising. if I mean—is that where they're in the rainforest? That's where all the maybe why it's so green. Yeah. But kind of next know. time you leave your phone on the table, I, I'm now I'm so intrigued. Now I'm just gonna see like what does Scott listen to and research <laughs> in his spare time. That's right. Well, to follow that, we have a new. We actually have a sponsor. What? We have somebody sponsoring what? our we're podcast. Big we're big time. Where's now, my limo? We're not getting paid anything. Just so you know, all our listeners, we're not getting anything for free. It's really for our listeners. Um, we have a, a friendship with a guy who makes amazing coffee. He and his wife. Josiah and Sarah Stumbo, and they're going to be sponsoring our podcast, not to give us anything, but they're going to be giving away free coffee. I love these guys. That's why I'm like, let's do this, and their coffee's really good. And Chris, you kind of have a a connection with them, don't you? I do. Tell us about that. The reason they have that roaster is because it burned my garage down. (laughs) 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 Because I illegally hooked it up, and I I got a fire, and, and I felt in the middle of that, that God... Told me to give that to um, Josiah and Sarah, and so their wow. their co- their coffee company is Blackburnian right. Coffee. Right, it's a really cool logo, by the way. Right. But what we're going to be doing is they're going to have a contest every month that the that Friday that our podcast drops that they are going to have something that you can go to their website. But Jordy and Chris, you you guys can't be a part of this, so right. you can't win anything free. I don't drink coffee, but you can't win coffee for someone else. Okay, so, so you, Chris, you can't do it either. Oh man, so so. It's going to start next month in June, not this month. Okay. We're just kind of telling people about it. Cool. It's it's a really cool company. It's a micro-batch roasting company based here out of Cleveland. And um, it's all fair trade, organic, roasted, fresh right there on their premise, small batches. So take a look at their website. It's blackburniancoffee.com. That's B-L-A-C-K-B-U-R-N-I-A-N coffee.com. We'll it's, have it on our it's, website. It's a bird. It is. It's really cool. Um, but anyway, so we live in a crazy world today. And what we're going to be talking about today is how do we, in this post-pandemic, with all the unrest in the Middle East, Washington's a mess, churches tricky as masks go away, how about, how do we make it more personal? Maybe your marriage is struggling because you're on two different sides, or maybe parenting, maybe your kids think differently than you do as they're coming to the teenage world, um, or workplace conversations, friendships, living the Christ life today is more challenging, I think, than it was 16 months ago. But how we handle every single situation is really critical. The The character that I display in every conversation or every situation is critical how we do it. And, you know, when people see how we respond, 
it could cause them to question their faith in Christ or maybe even question Christ himself. Titus 1.16 says this, they, meaning Christians, claim to know God, but by their actions, they deny him. Hmm. So you could claim to know Jesus, but your actions are showing other people that you don't know him. And the question is, how do we live the Christ life following Jesus? How do we live as a follower of Jesus in our world right now? You know, I mean, all of us, we, you know, we may have different perspectives on the vaccines or what's going on happening in the Middle East or, or should we volunteer in kids' ministry or not? How much do I actually need to retire? Like, all, there's all these things going, but how I handle each conversation and how I live as a Christian today, it really does matter. For sure. I, I was thinking of in Deuteronomy, there was the the mark on the forehead and on the hand, mm. you know, and you, you actually see a reference to it in Revelation even. But the idea is like, that that's not like a barcode or a chip or, you know, it's Deuteronomy, right? It's, right. Well, it's actually your actions and your thoughts. Do they belong to God or do they belong to the enemy? Yeah. And this idea that that's really represent representative of who's working in us. You know, is it is it God? And if so, more and more, we'll see that in our minds and in our actions. I, Chris, I mean, you you you're living in two places right now, still. Yes. Right. You're living in <laughs> Ohio. Sometimes you're yeah. living in Florida. Yeah, we're sometimes. trying to figure and, it out. We're trying to figure out what where God wants us, where He wants to, us to minister, and where we think we can be used the do, most. Do you find that you know even this back and forth, or I mean, you have a son that lives in California, another son that lives. In is it Tennessee? Tennessee, and your Memphis. daughter lives in Florida. Yeah, your other son lives here in Ohio. Yeah, I mean, would you say that all of those places combined that they're all experiencing the same thing? That it's kind of crazy in our world today. Well, I think it's it's uh, it's it's nuts because you go anywhere you go, there's a different culture. There's yeah. just a different world going on, and so you you have to find yourself. Okay, what I'm, I'm walking into Ohio. People are going to look at me in the airport without a mask. Yeah. When I'm when I'm in the airport in Florida, half the people are like, "I ain't wearing my mask." Or you go to restaurants. I I send pictures. I went to a street fair. They they're having street fairs. Yeah. And uh, the uh, seafood festival we went to on Sunday, and people walking around on top of each other, sharing tables. Yep. And nobody's even thinking twice about it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Paul was writing to the church in the city called Colossae. So Colossians, we're going to be in Colossians chapter 3, and we're just going to spend time in the scripture today, which is different than what we've been doing the last couple months. But we're going to take a deep dive into Colossians chapter 3. But Paul's writing the Colossian church to those in the city, and he's speaking to them about this, really this exact same thing. Morality wasn't valued in the pagan religions around the city of Colossae, and, and what, what someone believed had no effect on their behavior. So, like, I could believe in, you know, a specific, you know, small g God, or, or I was part of a religion, and it didn't change who I was. And Paul was telling Christians that the opposite is true if Jesus lives in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. He says that we actually can live as a Christ follower, that we can live in such a way that our faith does have an impact on our outward behavior, right? So so that knowing Jesus, following Jesus, it actually does transform you. It changes you. It changes how you respond. You can become a better version of yourself starting right now, even if your family 
is split on any topic. That's what Paul's trying to tell us right. today right. through the, the book of Colossians. So, And it's Col- not understanding it. It's, no. It's, it's letting the Holy Spirit do a work. Correct. And that's hard because we have to give up control. And it's against everything we've ever, ever been taught. You're going to knock over my coffee, Junior. Hey, by the way, what's hey, your name? Do I think, we do, he, I think do we just do an, called him Julie. Do we do an introduction? <laughs> do we no. do an introduction? Oh, no, that's right. Today we have with us... Um, Jordy Vickery. Hello. <laughs> and Chris, Chris Meekins. Meekins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm Scott Lessing. You have to know me to know that that's not creepy. I'm just, <laughs> I'm really not creepy. One of the things I prayed about a, a few years ago was not know, to be creepy. Was not. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> no, I, let me finish the sentence. Jeez, oh man, Scott's going to talk the whole time, and then I, I get uh, nothing. Moving on, let's leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. no, the, the a couple of years ago, kind of the exact same thought of of uh, my daughter's calling me, so I got to answer the phone That's right now. It's good that your kids no. call you. Um, no, the, a couple of years ago, we were talking about you know the impurity, and you know you walk around in the world today. I was going back and forth to Florida. I mean, there's a different uh, dress code in Florida yep. than there is in Cleveland. And, and just say, Lord, you're going to have to change my heart. You're going to have to do some work in me because I, I'm doing everything I can to not look to the left and look to the right. And it's just not in my nature. Is that, is that what you're referring to? Yeah. I mean, well, I think what we're talking about is character, right? Like the character that we have. So it's the outward, like what comes out of us. And, and in Colossians, it talks in chapter one about, you know, the, the Christ in you. You know, living the Christ life. And it, it, it begs you to ask the question, well, well, how do I do that? And that's Colossians 3 helps us know, well, how do we live with character? How do we have this character change in us? And so let's just clarify this a little bit and talk about some definitions. The worldly definition of character is uh, in, in Webster's, it's one of the attributes or features that make up and distinguish someone as an individual. Um, it could also be the mental and moral qualities or distinctives about an individual, right? And I, I would say that maybe godly character is similar. I love what A.W. Tozer says. He describes character as the excellence of moral beings. Mm-hmm. Um, that's real deep, but the excellence of moral beings. Hmm, let me think about that. If you had a beard, you'd be... <laughs> I'd be stroking it. <laughs> Persons of character are noted for their honesty, ethics, charity, Tozer goes on to say, and he would even describe you know, people as men of principle or women of integrity as you know, uh, describing your character. So it, it's really looking at the whole life, right? And there's some examples where you could say, like, King David was a man of good character, although he did sin occasionally. Um, King Ahab may have acted nobly one time, but overall he was still a man of bad character. Um, so, so that's how we're kind of looking at, at this today. How can we grow in our character? How can we allow Jesus living in us to transform our character? How can we respond? How we respond to people matters. So how can we respond in a godly way and reflect Jesus? And really, I mean, this is all about sanctification, which is at becoming more and more like Jesus on a daily basis. How do we do that? It's Colossians 3. Okay. So I wanted to just kind of let us dive into this and a little very unscripted, just kind of talk through this, wrestle through this. So Jordy, why don't you start us with the the rules, quote unquote. My, my Bible says, you know, the topic for this is the rules for holy living. Colossians chapter 3, or 
you know, the rules for godly living would be another way to say it. Uh, start us off here. Yeah, b- before we even jump into that, I'll say, I think Chris said something that's so key. He used, used this example and he said like, well, like, God, you got to help me with this. And I think there's really two parts to this. There's there's our part and there's God's part. We mm. participate right. in the work, but we're not just talking about like waking up one day and being like, I'm going to do better. We're talking about God giving us strength and self-control that we don't have. And so, Chris, I thought that was just a good demonstration, you asking for that. But then beyond that, I think this passage specifically really points to our part in this. Like, how do we, as people, strive towards being more more godlike? How do we participate in that? Well, so it's not just praying more because i've had people right, tell me that right. like hey well, I'm you struggling. just need to pray up you need to get your face in the bible <laughs> there's there's both extremes right there's like the 10 accountabilities partner and software guy who wants to find a physical solution for everything and yeah. then there's the person who just wants to pray and blame god if it doesn't work and those are the those are the most biased ways to say the extremes yep but the answer is actually in the middle it's we're gonna god's gonna make it doable but we gotta participate all right, so the first thing that we see here is in in, cha- in verse 1, chapter 3, he says, since then you've been raised with Christ. So it, it's almost like a visual of baptism in a way, Okay. right? But what he's saying is you're a follower of Jesus now. And so here we are, you, you, you're seated as a believer in Jesus, and that's distinguishable. Like we have to set, like that's number one. Right, you have to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah, for the this Holy doesn't to this you. doesn't work if you're not a believer. Right. So in Jesus, and and we can have, and that's a whole other conversation. Right. Accepting Christ, but you know, you you died with Christ. You were buried with Him. You you know, you lit. You're living a new life. You you know that daily struggle. Yeah, we're still going to struggle with sin, but because of what Jesus did for you, you you're living differently now. He's raised you from the dead. You are a new creation, is what he's really saying here in the first three verses. Um, and then in verse four, we see something really interesting. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also w- will appear with him in glory. What what is that saying to us? There's this idea biblically that like god is holy right and so we're going to be more and more like god the more that we become righteous the more that we become good and shut off these worldly things and so when we spend when we decide like hey i've died to the world i'm walking away from that it's not perfect and i'm becoming more like god when when christ appears when the end comes we're gonna be we're gonna be with him because we walked in step with him during our life and there's glory that god has like this greatness where you just see him and you're like oh my gosh and when we identify with god we actually get to reflect not our own glory but we get to share in reflecting his glory yeah so it gives us this hope Mm -hmm. i mean there's hope that a jesus is coming back and when he does it's going to be amazing right so so it gives us hope but we can kind of live you know, differently here on earth. We don't have to just suffer mm-hmm. the whole time. Right. I mean, we can live with that hope today. In power. And it's not like it's like, oh, praise the Lord, I didn't drink today and I'm miserable. It's, hey, praise the Lord, I didn't have to drink today and and I was able to spend time with my kids or something yeah. like that. I mean, just using that as an example, it's a, it's a, it's a life. Well, and that's what he says. Here and now today. Right. And, and when Christ, 
who is your life? That's like 24-7, every area of my life. I'm not living a hidden life. Right. That's... You ever hear that where you you were talking to someone there and say, oh, "I met this guy and we were you know we we're talking and everything." And finally, I asked him, "Are you a believer?" Mm-hmm. Because he represent you. You felt like God was with him. Yeah, you, he was representing God. He didn't say he was representing God. Right. He just was. There was something different about him. Yeah, and is that what you're kind of referring to? Yeah, now? and and you probably said that because there's things that you saw, but also things that you didn't see. You know, like right. the author says, starting in verse five, like put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. And then he goes, Paul lists sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. And, you know, you're probably not talking to this guy and seeing a lot of a lot of those qualities. You're saying like, no, I haven't I haven't seen those. But the, and there's actually godlike things that I've seen instead. So we're really we're 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 actually seeing character. Right, yeah, you're seeing godly character 24-7. Jesus is my life. I'm going to respond differently than I did before I knew Christ, right? I mean, Chris, you've talked in the past like you were an angry dude, right? I was angry earlier, but not, not like I used to be. <laughs> but but you no can see this here. change in your life. Yes. You know, when you, when, you're, when you are now following Jesus and the Holy Spirit is living in you, like you, you're different. Well it, well, it's a perfect example. You go, like you said earlier, I'm moving down to Florida and I'm meeting people and they're like, what are, what are you talking about? You were angry. What are you talking about? Yeah. You were, you're, you're like, who are you talking about? I'm like, I'm talking about me. And they're like, <laughs> not you. Right? I, I said <laughs> earlier today, we were talking about, you know, like being a teenager and getting in your first car accident. And <laughs> I, I rear-ended someone who literally wanted to beat me up. Like, yeah. you know, it was an older man, probably like mid-50s, and he wanted to go. Because you've and, taken him? And I don't, I don't, he was big, you know. <laughs> he was stuffed in his little Honda Civic, but he was ready to go. Right. And he's much more angry than I was. But I, I said that, you know, Chris is the kind of guy, I, I wouldn't mind, like, you know, if you had to hit someone, might as well be Chris. Chris would be <laughs> really nice about it. He'd be like, it's just a car, dude. I'm glad you're okay. You know, but maybe maybe old Chris wouldn't be so good Yeah, maybe hit. old it Chris would like be like... Chris would have been the guy who wanted to fight. Yeah. I, so 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 now we're, we're different. We're changed, right. right? Christ, who is your life. But it also helps us look through a different lens as we look at the world. Correct. Yeah. And and that's really important. So a, verse four a new set is, of values. It, it sets the stage for everything we're going to talk about. Okay, and and so so then he gets into verses five through nine. It's really talking about putting to death the old self, mm-hmm. the before Jesus self, the BC before Christ self. Right. Oh boy. So so we have to admit that that is who I used to be. Right. That's how I Absolutely. used to be, right? So essentially he's saying, let's kill the flesh. Let's kill the sinful nature and the ways that you used to live. And, and he talks about, you know, whatever be- belongs to your earthly nature, kill those things, put to death those things. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. Wait a minute. Are you saying that God still, there will be wrath? Yes. Yes. But are those the only things that we should put to death? Why did Paul just name? So there's only like seven or however many. Is that it, or is there more? Are your are your sinful nature's desires different than mine? Well, we and we talked about that earlier beforehand. Yeah. You know, you have a life of you know uh, Scott Scott Lessing living in you know wherever you lived out out in Timbuktu with your parents. You're both working. You know, blah blah blah. You have this this. I had horses. All this information. 
that developed your thinking. Yep. And and that is who you are. Where I, I grew up in a whole different... Dis- I mean, you grew up in, what, Kentucky? <laughs> Washington State. <laughs> but you're a wilder... You know, he's a wilderness kind What's of guy. What's his last name? Stop. <laughs> you grew up in a, you know as an outdoorsman, right? A little bit. I, I live that West Coast life, so it's kind of like skateboard culture mixed with outdoors. And, and that's okay. where Ticker Talker was invented, yeah, right? The West probably. Coast? No, actually, that was China. But. <laughs> the Google is out there. The Google. Yeah, that oh is that, that is California. All right, is, kill the flesh, kill the flesh, kill the flesh. Right, right? Which Microsoft is Which is, which is, which is this is the, like what yeah. we were taught. And so everyone has a different viewpoint. So he's he's not talking about a specific thing. He's like, if you clean out not you know doing this, you're going to be good. What he's calling out are, are the, the sensual sins that all of us struggle with. And, and it's not yeah, just yeah. sexual. He made his point by listing the main ones. Right. And those are the sensual. He's, he's saying, hey, there's there's a lot of sensual sins out there. Let me name a couple. But that's the category that, that he falls into. Okay. Um, and, and he's, you know, so so he's saying that you need to put to death these things. And, and a great thing to pray at this moment is that Psalm 5110, which is create in me a clean heart, O God. Or Psalm 130, 139, you know, search me and know me. Right. Remind me of those things I used to do, so that I don't fall into those again. Not that I go backwards. We don't. It's more looking in the rearview mirror versus turning around to look at it. Okay. Right? Just look at it. But then he goes on further and he talks about. Now he's saying, get rid of some of these, some of these social sins. Now you must rid yourselves of such things as anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Like now it's it's even deeper. He now he's talking about all these other types of sins struggles that we have as well so it's not just sensual it's also these social sins that we have probably one of my favorite parts of this verse of this section is don't lie to one another i love this part why because it it tells you something more than just don't lie to one another it says that you have to live in community you have to the only way i can lie to one of you is if we're in relationship with each other, okay. if we're living life with each other, if we're truly accountable, I'm in a small group with you, or you're discipling me. Okay. So that means that you're checking in with me too. And I'm looking into your eyes. That's weird. But yes, <laughs> you're looking deep yeah, but into no, the no, soul, no. right? I mean, you're looking at the soul and you're yeah. like, that dude's lying to me right now. Yeah. Right? And you can tell. Huh. And how can we get to the point where we can say, hey, Chris, when you asked me that yesterday, I just want you to know I lied to you. Yeah. Well, don't you think that, I mean, what you're saying is, I mean, you're, you're going down a, a, a new path is, is, is if we have to be in community, there's, there's something about going on, on the line and writing an email that's so impersonal that I, I feel that I can say exactly what I think about your sermon, yeah. Jordy. But if you walk up to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was, that was cool. And I walk away because you're a person. But... We live in a society where we've taken the people out of it, and we're we're coming out of that where we're we've not we've been separated, and we need to bring the people back into the room because we do need to be in relationships yep. so that I can look at you and go, wait a minute, I don't need to say that to him. I don't need to tell him that he said, you know, the wrong word or whatever, because if I'm looking at him, that's a person in front of me so how do we overcome this how, how can we get back into the room you know maybe we have to overcome our anger or our fear or 
anxiety, whatever it might be, to get back in the room. But then you sit with other guys on a weekly basis. You get involved in a small group. You you get in discipleship. There's three words that we have to live as we as we live out verse nine though is be honest. So honesty, transparency, and vulnerability. You have to have those three things in order to not lie to one another. And I would add to that, you know, in addition to the prayer that you talked about, the active part, I, I think you could really go back to verse two. You set your mind on things above. There's an active part of like, I'm going to discipline my mind a little bit here. Like, I'm not going to dwell on the same ideas and just think they're funny or, you know, cheer myself on when I'm angry and bashing someone. But I'm going to I'm going to become an active coach or an active kind of conscience for myself of like, all right, like, nope, we're going to think about this instead. We're not going to tolerate that anymore. So self-control. Yeah. Discipline. Yeah. Is that hard? You go down the fruits of the spirit. So the more, the more that we live the Christ life, so part of this is we have to be with Jesus daily. Yes. To reflect who he is, to allow the Holy Spirit to take over more areas of our life. I, I, I've brought it up a number of times over the years that when I first became a Christian, so, so I want to give a shout out to the people that are listening that are like, listen, I'm struggling with it. This is great. But I don't live a 24-7 God life. I live 10, 15 minutes a day, maybe. Yep. And we're talking to you because the, the truth is that we nobody's able to do 24-7. Right. He, he died. He died 2,000 years ago. <laughs> okay. So, so, but the truth is, is that it's a, it's a process. It's identifying a, a part of my character that I'm not happy with. I don't like when I'm maybe yelling at my kids or I'm flipping somebody off in the street. I don't like that about me. And all of a sudden, I'm doing it. And I hear guys all the time going, oh, yeah, man, I feel I feel really bad. I just lose my temper. Yeah. I just start screaming at my kids or I start whatever. And that's where it starts. It starts with I have to identify, okay, I don't want to be like this anymore. And so it's a choice like so, anything else. It's a free choice. So my wife said something to me last night. Oh, boy. And she's like, you know, I think like you need to maybe change that a little bit. Two days ago, I prayed, Lord, if there's anything that you want to yep. change in me. And then two days later, <laughs> Don't do that. the Holy Spirit speaks to me through my wife. And my initial response was, I don't, I don't think so. Although then, it was exactly what you were praying about? And I, I just prayed that for the Lord okay. to reveal something okay. to me, right? And then, and then she said it again, and I'm like, yeah, you, you're probably right, right? Now, five years ago, we, it would have been a bad night. Ten years ago would have been a bad night. What's wrong with you? Right. What's wrong with me? And so, you know, but like that's growth. You know, I now I'm saying, okay, Lord, how can you change that in me? You know, what do I need to adopt? What do I need to change? And and it's it's something that, man, it's it's so hard to change those things because we can't do it ourselves. That's where we have to invite the Holy Spirit to do it. Right? So reveal to me, Lord. And now it's been revealed. And now now, Lord, give me the strength to overcome this. Yeah, but you still, there's a part of it that's like, you still feel like, oh, you know, and like, but it's doable for you to respond properly. And I Don't think, tell me how, to, how I'm feeling, okay? <laughs> and, and you're still wrestling with it. I see. Yeah. And, but like, I think, I think this is huge be, because I really do believe in the personal per- participation of it. 1 Corinthians 10.13 is where Paul says, hey, like, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. Like, don't think, 
in a way, like don't think that your temptation is special. Like right. you're in this sin temptation that no one else in the world has right. ever been through. Which yep. you go back to community, you find out that other people are in it. But that's yeah. huge in the community part. 100%. And he says, God is faithful. This is so key. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. And, and I think, you know, God, it, it's not to say that we're going to pray this prayer and God's going to make change easy or temptation easy always. We all heard those stories like I was an addict and I never wanted to do it again. Like we've heard that story, but that's one person out of 50 in the room. Right, Typically, yeah. it's that God makes it doable. So you can't say you don't have the excuse anymore. I couldn't help but yell at my kids. I can't help but look at this or act that way. It's actually no, like God's actually cut the chain here. You're not tied to this anymore. Yep. And you've been given the strength. It's not your strength, it's God's, but you, you between what God's given and what you have, this is doable now. And if you stay in this lifestyle, there's a sense of like you know, I, I tell students at you know at some point like you're kind of without excuse. Like I don't think that you had to stumble, and it's like there's that like gulp moment, you know. And I've coached myself the same way. Like Jordy, you know you can do this right. Like you know God gives you what you need. You yeah, know, you're exactly right. Jordy. And I, that's a pivotal that's a pivotal moment. And I think that really that's the putting that's part of the putting to death. That's the nail in the coffin. Yeah, it in is. In my mind. Well, you have to accept it, right? You have to have self-awareness to identify it. And rather than making all these excuses about all the reasons why I'm supposed to be angry right now, we can say, no, I'm just angry. And so we, but Lord, I want to put this to death. But then he calls us to action in verse nine. Yeah. He calls us to action. And what he calls us to, I think, it seems pretty like, uh, that's pretty easy, but I think it's really hard. So he says, don't lie. Since you've taken off your old self, don't lie to each other since you've taken off your old self with his practices. So he just talked about putting to death. That means taking off your old self. So he's, he's, he's equating it to getting dressed for the day, right? So when you wake up and you decide what you're going to wear, in verse 10 he says, put on the new self. Mm-hmm. Put on a different shirt. Put on different clothes. And because of this, you will be renewed in your understanding and knowledge of God. That's crazy. Yeah. There's a replacement, right? Yeah. It's not just stop doing all this stuff that you liked. And, and, and I want to. There's a new. It, it, it doesn't mean that you have to. It, I don't have to become a different person. I know I, I have to become a different person, but I don't need to be a different person. I'm still going to be Chris Meekins. Yeah. This is huge. Go ahead. No, what you're saying, it's big. I might. It's huge. Can I have a button? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Now I forgot what I was going to. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, putting on different clothes. It, it, you're not going to. But you're still you're Chris. Still Chris you're still Chris Meekins, and so we get so afraid that I'm going to turn into Scott Lessing or Jordy Vicker or, or yeah, or we think we should become them. Right, we're thinking that's the answer. Pastor Jonathan's the answer. Pastor Randy's the answer. They're not the answer. The answer is being obedient to not say this this thing that i want to say and i it, it it go ahead i want you to what i what did i stir up in you well i think it's just i think that's key because we we almost 
I think sometimes we live with this fallacy in our minds, and I think this is everywhere, that like that edge, you know, that like, oh, I'm willing to cut up and talk crap about this person and say right. this. And we almost feel like it's like authentic. Yeah, yeah. But our, but our true self right. is actually found in getting back to who God made us to be. Yeah. And I think, you know, when he talks about in verse 10, put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator, we think like, oh, I'm dying in this new cheesy Christian is appearing, you know? And we've talked about this before, but actually you get into verse 12, and this is where we're going next anyway. Um, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness. And it goes on and explains the social part of that as well. It parallels the the things that we have to get rid of, right? Yep. But... This is actually like this is the this is the authentic. This is the real. This is the most satisfying version of ourselves to be. Yeah, is actually in with what a lot of these things we're letting go of get replaced with. Yeah, our motives change. Yeah. So when when I became a Red Sox fan, this is for real. Like I know Chris, you're shaking your head, but I was an Indians fan. I was born into it. Right. I was born into being an Indians fan. I go work for the Red Sox, and now I am a Red Sox fan. When they, but they were terrible when I became a Red Sox fan. Right. It was the same year the Indians were in the World Series. You have to say that to sound authentic, I right? do, 100%. I was here since day one. I didn't <laughs> yes. jump on a bandwagon. You don't get it. That's you right. don't get it. <laughs> I cry all the time about that. But, you know, it, it goes on to say, like, you have to clothe yourselves with all these different things. Like, being a Red Sox fan in Cleveland, it's it, it's terrible, especially when the Red Sox are terrible. It's not fun. It's hard. It's right, not easy. Right. I have to know their history. I have to be able to prove that I am truly a Red Sox fan, right? And so I had to study and all these other things to truly be a Red Sox fan. It's similar, but I had to choose every single day to still put on the Red Sox jersey and to say, nope, today I'm still a Red Sox fan, even when I get made fun of by everyone when the Indians are winning and going to the World Series, even though they didn't win it, oh and gosh. all those other things. Okay, see. so <laughs> see what he did right there. Though he asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> now so, he wants us to like cry for him. No, I no, because the Red Sox have won a lot more World Series than okay. <laughs> Move on. Anyway, your point in, in my lifetime. My point is that it takes work. You have to. You do have to be action oriented. To, to truly be a follower of Jesus. And if you want change in your life, if you want to change character, if you want to respond differently to people, you truly have to ask for it, but also choose to live differently. 100%. It's not just behavior modification. I'm just going to be better. It's I, I need to be in the Word. I need to be praying. I need to be in group with other people. I need to be living community with people who know Jesus as well. And I'm not afraid that it's going to change who I am. And I think that even the harder part is that that has to come from the inside out. Yes. And so we've done everything from the outside in. I mean, I've, I've, you know, you could put lipstick on a pig and he's still a pig. <laughs> he, I don't know Great if you put, visual. I don't, can't wait to use that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it happens from the inside, the inside. And so, you know, personally, as as I've been in the community of, of believers, when I first wanted to get discipled, the guy was like, you need to memorize the first four verses of, of Romans 6. And from that point, my life was changed. I went on to memorize the chapter and a couple other after that. But the it, And it changed everything in that one specific area. But I, I do want to go, as, as time went on, things 
changed. And so as we're talking about clothing yourself with these different things, we need to uh, we need to go to Ephesians 6. I mean, it's the armor of God. You, you have to go there because it's a very thing. So if you're a new believer, you, you're a new guy, you're listening to this, Ephesians New Testament, it says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And then it goes on to saying, therefore put on the full armor of God so that the day of evil comes you may stand your ground. And after you have done anything, so stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. And so, so it's saying you've got to actually do something. You're still, and so this is where I wanted to go. You're still the same person on the inside of that armor. You just have an armor on the outside yeah. of you. You have God's armor on the outside of but you. But you're still going to battle. You're still going to battle. And it's still Chris Meekins with all yes. his experiences, yep. all his know-how, yep. everything. I'm just behind this armor that God has provided us in his word that has been proven throughout the ages to be true. And so, go ahead. I was just going to, that's a deep understanding of that image i think that yeah. is so often missed we always get obsessed with the armor yeah do. yeah that's really cool we want to fight. as guys we want to fight yeah. right we want to fight for i was a fireman and you have your fire your turnout sword. gear on yeah. that one's the bell yeah you know? <laughs> but this is what it comes down to it, it, it it's really fascinating it always comes back to this there's two things we always talk about this there's two things love god and love others verse 14 he says, over all these virtues, because he talked about clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bear with one another, you know, lock arms, Forgive. right? Forgive as the Lord, but over all these things, put on love, which binds them all together for what purpose? To be unified. Right. And if you don't know what love looks like, you go to the first Corinthians 13 mm -hmm. and and memorize the love chapter yeah love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast you know it, chris is patient chris is kind okay i don't want to say this anymore because it's all not true right and so when i i need to know what the definition is yep if i'm going to change well and finally verses 15 through 17 you, you man ask for peace right when you get to know jesus at a deeper level you have more peace in your heart you really do and your actions show it you are not responding like you used to because you have you have the peace of Christ in you and then we need to praise Jesus for that thank him for that but he then says let the word of Christ dwell in you so we need to stay in the word right and when we do we're more we have more gratitude to the lord and whatever you do whether in good deed whether in word or deed do all these things in the name of the lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him and in every step you have to have you can ask for peace in your successes and your failures sure you're like lord I, I just need peace i've not been able to overcome this and god gives you the peace for that and and the truth is is that if i'm sitting here and i'm watching jordy make some major changes jordy's like oh my gosh i just totally screwed up i'm like no jordy you're, it's amazing watching you grow here i can see the growth we 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 don't see any of the growth we we think that everybody can see what's going on in our mind hmm. that's good yeah, and I love that word in verse 15. I, th I think the word rule is so appropriate. Like, yeah. Let, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, you know. Yeah, I mean, so now, taking this to the end here. Okay. We can live the Christ life daily. We can live with peace in our hearts. We can live victoriously. We don't have to live the way that I used to live. I don't have to respond the way I used to. So as we're coming out of this 
very tumultuous time in our world, we actually can be different and we have the answer for the world. We do. We do. Instead of complaining, I'm going to give a big charge. Instead of complaining, instead of being upset, instead of all these other things, instead of being like the world, we need to be the light of Christ. We have to stand out. We need to love people where they're at. And we need to love people and love God instead of all the other things that we're doing. And the only way to do that is we have to live out Colossians 3. And I think there's some practical ways that we talked about doing that, living in community, being in the Word, praying, asking Psalm 139, asking Psalm 51.1. I mean, we, you know, asking the Lord, depending on Him while putting on new clothes, act, live, you know, put on, look like a... Tap into the power. Right. Become a Red Sox fan. Put on the jersey of Jesus, right? Okay. Not a Red Sox fan, but you don't have to be a Red Sox fan as a follower of Jesus, but that'd be better. But You're really having a hard time digging yourself out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but really put, putting on that jersey and identifying, right. I am a follower of Jesus first and only. I think this is one of those things we can always keep coming back to. And, and I, I think verse 15 to 17, you kind of see the product yeah. of like putting these things to death, setting your mind on things above, you know, really putting on the armor and going to bat for like, okay. I'm going to become more Christ-like. I think 15 to 17, it's the, you're, you see the product of that, like, man, gratitude in my heart, peace ruling over me, like appearing with God in glory, all of that. And I, I think for me, just to like come back to that like this is this right like we're in that daily grind of trying to do this but this is the beacon right this is what we're running for and i think just to reset your sights on that is important and so i think that's what i'm taking away from it for me personally i i think uh i'm going back to i'm trying to memorize scripture i'm I'm doing my prayer walk i'm trying to memorize ephesians i tried it a couple years ago and then it kind of fell apart and i've started up again but because of all my past and all the garbage that's back there, what I think is good character and what God thinks are good character are two different, different things. Yeah. yeah. And so what I, I'm, I just know that when I put God's word in my heart, my outside changes. I don't even know it. People are like, man, you're not even the same guy you were. Yeah. And, and people will say, hey, that Chris Meekins down here in Florida, he's amazing. They're like, who? Not, <laughs> not the Chris Meekins at least live in Cleveland. And that's what I want. Yeah, I'm like saying, okay, Lord, this is a, a pivot. I'm going to pivot. So let's let's say, how do I pivot? I'm going to pivot by trying to memorize more scripture. That is power, power scripture. Yeah, for me, I'm. I, I've walked. I, I I don't do my prayer walks anymore. I need to get back on my prayer walks. And I want I want Psalm 130 more, 139 more in my life. Search me and know me, Lord. Mm-hmm. Reveal to me who I am. I want to become more like you. So show me. So, guys, may you also ask ask the Lord for those things. Figure out, you know, Lord, show me, or what what jersey am I wearing? And and so, Lord, show us. May you guys walk in the power of Jesus. May you guys have Jesus like character in the way that you respond. As we're coming out of this time, as we are entering a new phase in our world, may we be the light of Christ. Amen.